we're moving into the realm of why we do what we do, which is what Rav Hirsch is really doing in essence in this work Chorev. He invited us with the Torahs, with the philosophical principles to look at the world through a certain lens. And now we are transitioning to the next category, the symbolic gestures, the symbolic rituals, the ideas that basically animate the Jew's life. And the word that's going to dominate is the word why. Why do we do it? Now, of course, on some fundamental level, at a bedrock layer, the answer to such a question will be that you are committed that there is a benevolent root of existence, a benevolent core of being that compels you, that invites you, that calls you on this noble mission. And because of your loyalty to that calling, you follow the Tyra. That's at the bedrock. That's at the most fundamental level. But we also recognize that we look at that fundamental level differently depending on our circumstances, depending on our personality, our psychological makeup, our history, our culture, in which case we often resort to more surface level answers. Why am I keeping Shabbos? Why am I withholding from Malacha? Why am I withholding from work on Shabbos? It's hard, it's difficult, it's countercultural, and it can stand in the way of many possible advantages and opportunities. Why am I doing it? And putting this another way, and we'll repeat this again and again, how does keeping Shabbos fit into that noble goal that Judaism is inviting me on? How does Shabbos feed into the goal itself? You can tell me what the goal is during the Torahs. I can orientate myself, but how does Shabbos fit into that? And this is going to be split into two parts. The first one will do the conceptual framework of what Shabbos is doing. Then we will talk about how the Melochas themselves parallel this reason. So perhaps another way of saying it is, how does Shabbos fit into the role of a human being in its most noble sense? Once we can explain how Shabbos fits into that goal, the next part will be how Melochas feed into the goal of Shabbos. So we have our two steps. Now let us begin. What is Shabbos? Well, the way Shabbos is described throughout the Torah is always in reference to the days of creation. Hashem created, the Almighty created the six days and withheld from work on the seventh day. He ceased, he withdrew. Okay, so what does Rav Hirsch do with this? Well, the way Rav Hirsch looks at this narrative, this story, is that the Almighty created a world, a world that is compelled. Nature. Nature has a deterministic aspect to it. But there was man too. Man is part of this story. But mankind was created in a unique way. Mankind can escape this compelling must. Mankind can escape the deterministic nature of the world we experience because mankind can stand outside of it. How can man stand outside of it? Because man can choose. Man is the crown of creation. That metaphor of crown of creation is well-placed because mankind stands above nature. And this is a notion we cannot escape. Mankind can choose, which means mankind can stand outside the system. Even if someone doesn't necessarily believe that narrative, doesn't believe the story that mankind can be free and looks at us as just being another expression of nature, they can't help but use the language, the grammar of being outside nature. 
to give an example to this, if you have a determinist, a atheistic perspective giving expression to man's lack of freedom, the language they will be forced to use is language that looks at themselves as being apart from nature. They cannot help use the language of responsibility. They cannot help but use the language of expectation and oughtness. They act as if there is a part of them that stands outside the compelling forces of nature around them. A crown of nature metaphorically stands above the king himself. The king is part of the system, but the crown stands above. Humanity has been described as the crown of nature because we stand outside it. That is the story of creation. Humanity was created at the end. Humanity was created and had purpose and had a commandment. That's the creation narrative. That's the story before we hit Shabbos. Shabbos is the seventh day. So what does Rav Hirsch say? We have this creature that stands outside nature, the power embedded in that position. What tempers it? Let us focus on that overwhelming force that is man's freedom. And Rav Hirsch asks the simple question, what protects man? What protects man from forgetting his duty? Remember, the creation story spoke about mankind being created and mankind being commanded, which means if we are commanded, there is an expectation on us. With this power, with this strength of will, we are on a mission. We are called to a higher purpose. That is the most fundamental expression of Shabbos. That for Rav Hirsch is a human calling. We're not talking Jew at this point. At that point, it is the human calling that humanity is called for a higher purpose. Yes, the Jewish people are the ones who, as a nation, hold on to this idea and live it out and are a guardian of this idea. But the calling in its rawest sense is a human calling, a calling to a higher purpose, a reoccurring educational message that the Jewish people live out for themselves and the world around them to remind us of this higher calling. So on a most basic level, Shabbos you withhold from the world, you demonstrate with your action that you will not act creatively within this world, that you will set aside this world in a recognition it's not yours, in a recognition that there is a higher calling. That is what Shabbos is at its most fundamental level, a recognition that there is a higher calling that calls you. That is a human calling. That is according to the whole of humanity, and that is why there is such a universal paint to the idea of Shabbos. Shabbos is us acting in a way that demonstrates that we look at ourselves as being summoned. We are in this world with purpose. It is the ultimate call against nihilism. We repeatedly live this out, week by week, because it is an idea based off our freedom that we could easily forget, we could easily get distracted from. But Shabbos reinforces that idea on a weekly basis. And Rav Hirsch breaks it into four categories that Shabbos gives the Jew. Now, we said this is a human calling. This is one of the indicators, once again, a principle that Rav Hirsch will repeat. He had this phrase in German called a Menschen Yisrael, which was a, a man and a Jew. There is the mankind's calling and there is the Jew's calling. That doesn't mean they're separate. It means inbuilt into the Jewish calling is the most basic human calling. And if we reflect on that, that makes sense. God created humanity, and Shabbos came at that point. That was a universal calling. 
Yes, it has its narrow expression, which we will get into next week about withholding from Malacha, but what Shabbos is there to do on principle is according to the world, that a Jew is the guardian of. So to repeat this first point before we break it down into four expressions that Shabbos gives us, culminating with Rav Hirsch's articulation of the Neshama Yesera, the extra soul a Jew gets on Shabbos, we spoke about what is the calling of Shabbos. Shabbos is the safeguard against forgetting that we are summoned, forgetting that we have a calling. Shabbos is that reoccurring educational message that reminds us throughout our week that's coming forward, the week that just passed, that we are here with purpose. And that purpose is to be lived out in the presence of God by withholding from creative activity. Like God withheld from creative activity, on the seventh day, we follow in God's way and demonstrate that the world is not ours. The world isn't just merely our property. We recognize it is given. Rav Hirsch says there are four expressions Shabbos does. The first is a moed. Moed is a time, a meeting. Shabbos is a moed where we meet God. We take out of our week that time where we, we come into the presence of God. There's kedusha, holiness, but not in some sort of fluffy sense of the word. Your week can be mundane, but once a week, you elevate yourself. You set yourself aside for a higher calling. That is what it means to be holy. Being holy doesn't mean to, I don't know, shockle. Being holy means that you're setting yourself aside for a higher calling. And in our case, the case in an ultimate sense for all of humanity, the most noble calling. It's covenant, a bris. So we moved on from the notion of a moed to kedusha to a bris, a covenant, because it is the basis of all relationships with God. If God withdrew from the world on the seventh day and left the world to us, on the seventh day, God withdrew to the invisible. God withdrew from his creative activity, leaving the world to man. Once a week, we do an act of withdrawal, demonstrating that the world truly does belong to God. This is the basis of all notions of bris, of covenant, because God calls me because God gives me. It is a bilateral agreement. If I feel it's all mine, then there's no space for God. And lastly, a bracha. Because when a person truly incorporates these ideas, Shabbos becomes a revitalization emotionally, spiritually. It gives the person the courage and the fortitude to go forward to the upcoming week with the strength gained from this day of Shabbos. These things together come to what Rav Hirsch calls the Neshama Yaseira. Our sages say that we get this elevated soul on Shabbos. What does that mean? You get an extra, I don't know, a spiritual baggage. No, these things come together and they elevate you in the symbolic sense of the word that you become uplifted. These ideas come together to make you a new person. That is the point of Shabbos. You can see the universal taste of Shabbos. Every human being should experience Shabbos. The world needs a Shabbos. We're going to break this idea of Shabbos down into its component parts. Issa Malacha, what does that mean? And how does that idea feed into this greater purpose of Shabbos? But at this level, Shabbos is a universal calling. Yes, the non-Jewish world doesn't have to keep Shabbos. But the principle of what Shabbos gives over, a reminder that we are called. So, in summation, we spoke about what's the point of Shabbos. Why are we keeping Shabbos? 
Shabbos is a safeguard. Shabbos is a reminder. A person can say, yes, I remember. But that's not what the Torah invites us to do. The Torah invites us to act it out. Not just with word, with writing. No, your entire being is involved in this reminder. The safeguard against arrogance. A safeguard against forgetting that you are called. That is why we know in the meaning crisis the world experiences today, when a Jew experiences Shabbos, the notion of thinking about meaning becomes primary, becomes at the forefront of his mind, because he's demonstrating out the fact that meaning is inbuilt into his world. He's called. So, that is why we keep Shabbos. And Rav Hirsch expresses it with the language of a moed, a meeting a time where we come to God. Kedusha, where we elevate ourselves from the mundane, meaning we focus on higher goals and higher purposes that will influence our week going forward. We spoke about bris, covenant, that this is the basis of all forms of covenant with God. Because otherwise, if I own all, and all is coming to me, there's no space for God. And lastly, the notion of bracha, it is a brocha to your life. It is a blessing because it enriches and infuses your life with strength, culminating together to be called the Deshama Yasera. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.